Okay, this part I can edit out. Three, two, one. Hi everyone, this is Jackie Pillisoff, and this is the Divorce Girl Smiling Podcast. Welcome to another episode. We talk to uh, people who are thinking of getting divorced, people who are going through one, and people who are dating after divorce. Hopefully I'm helping you, um, giving you some good advice. Today, this episode is called Thinking of Getting Divorced. This is your consultation. And I have here with me Daniel Stefani. I call him Dan. Do you go by Dan or Daniel? Dan. It's fine. Okay. So Dan is a divorce attorney of 23 years. He's the co-founder of Katz and Stefani, which is a law firm in Chicago. And I wanted Dan to be on the show to talk about um, things that you would normally talk about. So in other words, this is your consultation. So hi, Dan. Hi, Jackie. Happy to be here. I'm so glad. So just going to jump right into this. And Dan, when people first come to see you, tell me what it's typically like. Are they crying? Are they just going off on a rampage? Like, what's it like? Well, people tend to see me at the worst point in their lives, and uh, it's a mixture of of emotions. There's a lot of anger. There's a lot of sadness. Uh, Most people want to tell their story and get it out there. So uh, typically when I first meet with a client, I do a lot of listening the first 10 to 15 minutes and get a sense of where things are at with them and try to just, just, you know, support them emotionally and then we get into legal discussion after. So when you get into the legal discussion, what are some common questions that people ask? Well, the, the biggies are uh, how much will this cost and how long will this take? Uh, the answer is not as short as the question. Uh, how much will it cost? All divorce lawyers bill hourly. So it just depends on the amount of time your attorney and their team take to uh finish your case. Uh, A lot of cases can be done very quickly if both people are reasonable and they check their emotions at the door and they treat it as a business deal. When you say quickly, what does that mean? Like three months, a year? I would say the typical quote quick divorce is probably three to five months. Uh, It just takes a while in terms of disclosure of assets, income, things of that nature, and to just put the deal on paper and get to the judge at the end where they essentially rubber stamp the agreement. So that's that's quick. Uh, economically, a quick divorce could cost 5000 could cost 10000 What are the things that make it not quick? Well, a lot of times it's emotion. One side uh, is, is still processing uh, the divorce, uh, trying to understand why the divorce is happening, and that really in, in, impairs their ability to think reasonably on the economic issues and the children's issues. So a very emotional person typically has a very different view of what's a reasonable result than someone who leaves their emotions at the door and is able to think rationally, understand what their lawyer is telling them in terms of the ranges of result and coming to a reasonable outcome that's consistent with what a court would do. Okay, now um, when somebody's getting divorced... Let's say I'm a, a, a man or a woman looking at Divorce Girl Smiling because I typically see I, the vibe I get from my readers is that somebody goes to the site 
And then they read all these articles about divorce that I write. And then they go, oh, I don't want to be divorced. I'm going to work it out with my husband for sure. I can't do this. Then a month goes by and they're back on the site and they're thinking, this is never going to work. So then they go back on the site and then they read more articles and then they go, no, I'm going to work it out with my husband. Then they come back then after, and that's okay. I think that's all very normal. But when they actually um, say, okay, I think I'm really going to get divorced. I think that's my best option. What should they do? What's like the first thing they should do? What, like, I'm, I'm looking for tips of like what to gather, what to do, who to talk to, things like that. Well, I think initially, even before they make that ultimate decision, it doesn't hurt to talk to an attorney that does just divorce and just get a lay of the land. Uh, you know, what are the issues? Uh, what are the possible outcomes? That sometimes helps people, what I call, validate their decision to get divorced. So seeing an attorney is always an important thing to do. Uh, a lot of attorneys will give free consultations online or in person or over the phone just to have a, you know, a 15-minute sort of discussion that gives you the ultimate comfort that you're ready to go forward. Uh, once you do go forward, uh, there's obviously certain things you need to gather uh, on both sides of, of, of the divorce. Um, if you're the breadwinner, you want to gather up, you typically have control of the tax returns, uh, gather up documents showing what assets and liabilities you have. But even if you're not the breadwinner, don't you want to just get copies of the tax returns? Absolutely. If you have access to them, you know where they're at. Some people keep them online in a PDF. Uh, your accountant, uh, if there's a joint tax return that's filed between you and your spouse, which is typically what happens, your accountant has an obligation to give you a copy. So you can either get it from you know the hard copy in the house, wherever it's kept, wherever it's kept online or from your accountant. Uh, typically, we, we want to look at the last three years tax returns. Also, in terms of the assets you own, as an example, if you have a, a Charles Schwab investment account and the investment account statements come in the mail, you want to take a look, get the, at least the most recent account statement for that asset, for retirement assets to the extent you get those things in the mail quarterly or, or, or monthly, you want to gather up the most recent statement for that, most recent checking account statement, things of that nature that will help everyone understand what the nature and extent of the assets are, what debts there are like credit card statements, etc. Tax returns help show and understand you know, what the income of the family is. And then to the extent you have this information at your fingertips, a lot of people take, you know, in terms of paying bills, they use Quicken, things like that. You're going to want to get a sense of what the family lifestyle is, what the bills are monthly, so you can understand what is the appropriate support amounts to be paid, whether it be child support and or alimony. We call it maintenance here in Illinois. That's spousal support. Okay, now I want the, the listeners here to realize that Dan and I are not saying that you should be sneaky and go behind your ex's back and we're trying to be vindictive here because we're not. What I'm ra saying rather is that I think, and I think Dan, you agree with me, that it's important to get these things so that First of all, you're entitled to them, so you would get, have gotten them later anyway, but you're just going to save so much time and money if you have them right at the beginning. So again, we don't want to say that we're encouraging people to be vindictive. This is just a way to speed things up and pay less money because you're not going to have to fight and get court orders to get these documents. Would you agree with that? I agree 100%. It's just, you know, you, you have to, if you can't 
get the documents yourself. The lawyers have to get the documents between themselves and deal with their clients. And it's just, it's, it's a big waste of legal fees and time, quite right, frankly. Right. Okay. So what about when somebody comes in, I'm sure that the consultation looks a lot different when somebody comes in and says, I want to get a divorce versus somebody that comes in and says, my husband came home last night and told me he doesn't want to be married to me. He's in love with another woman and they're getting married. So I would have to say that those two scenarios produce very different consultations. Definitely. Uh, the latter example, you're talking to a client that it's just sinking in. Um, they don't they don't have the ability a lot of times to even process the legal issues. So it's more of an emotional discussion. It's more of a discussion uh, on a general basis to try to reduce anxiety, uh, let the client know that you know the law is designed, typically the, the, the non-breadwinner is more concerned about being quote on the street and you know not being able to survive, not having enough money. So that's a big emotional concern. And I just try to reassure them that the law it has a lot of built-in safeguards for people that think they're going to be on the street. As long as your husband, obviously, if your if your husband doesn't make any money and never has, it's a different issue. But if there's been a, a status quo of living in a house, paying the bills, taking care of your children monetarily, that's going to continue. Mm-hmm. Okay. Now, another thing I remember when I was getting divorced, I had never had any lawsuits or anything you know, my first time in a court of law, thankfully, was when I was getting divorced. So I didn't know what any of the terms meant. I didn't know the process. And I wish that, and I'm not going to say I had a bad lawyer, because he was a good lawyer, but I felt like I wish I could have sat down with somebody and said, okay, here's the process. Here's what this means. So tell me about that. Yeah, again, in that in that example of someone that's very emotional, we, we talk more generically about the process of divorce and not specifically about their divorce and the facts of their case. We'll get to that. Uh, but generally, as part of this redu- reduction of anxiety that I try to accomplish in these meetings, we talk through what I call the anatomy of a divorce case. What happens at the beginning? What happens? What's the first step? after someone files? What does it mean when someone files? Is that a big deal? Is that a not a big deal? Do I ever have to go to court? Can we work it out outside of court? Uh, what does a courtroom look like? Are there juries? Is it just a judge? There's all kinds of just general, the general, what I, again, call the anatomy of a case that we go through to try to reduce the anxiety. Mm-hmm. And in fact, uh, this is not for everyone, but you know, a lot of times, I tell clients just go to the courthouse if you're downtown one day or you're in the suburbs, depending on where you're at. Uh, walk into a divorce room and sit down for a half hour. Because anyone forum. can go in there. Yeah, yeah, it's a public forum, and you can just get a sense. And really, that's been liberating for a lot of my clients to just observe it. Um, and if they do have to, then go into court for their own case, which a lot of times you don't have to. You can work it all out. But if you do, it gives you a, a, a very higher comfort level. Right. In terms of dealing with the process. Right. Um, and what it takes away so much of that fear, because when yeah. you don't know what to expect, that's the biggest right. fear. Well, it's the fear of the unknown. Not only what is court like, but what is a divorce like? That's the unknown. Um, most people that see me, it's their first divorce. And a lot of times, as you say in your example, this has just been dropped on their lap. 
and there's a huge fear factor. And again, communication with your lawyer, educating the client with generally what a case looks like, that coupled with actually seeing the process firsthand, I wouldn't say the fear goes away, but it, it is substantially reduced. Okay, last question for you, Dan. Do you have any words of wisdom for those thinking about getting divorced? Well, uh, it, certainly uh, it is a big step. And if there's children involved, that changes the dynamic as well. Uh, but if it gets to the point where you're thinking about it, uh, I think the, the, the key is to educate yourself on the process. Obviously, going on your website would, would be a good first step. Uh, you can also go on some attorneys' websites, including ours, that have some general discussions and information about what the process is like. Uh, potentially talk to a divorce attorney and just educate yourself and see what the process is like and what you're embarking on because it is a big step. Okay. So I do want to say Katz and Stefani, I've been on their website many, many times, and they do have really good articles on there that deal more with the legal process versus Divorce Girl Smiling, which is more of an emotional you know, discussion of divorce. Um, Katz and Stefani, great firm. Dan is not the only attorney there I know. I know almost all of them, and I think they're a, a quality very um, well-spoken attorneys. I, I have a lot of confidence in, in every attorney I've met there so far. So Dan, thank you so much for being on the show. You are listening to the Divorce Girl Smiling podcast. We're going to say goodbye to Dan. And when I come back, I'm going to address two letters of readers who have written to me. One is about a guy whose wife left him and is getting remarried. Um, one month after the divorce was final. And the second one is from a woman who's getting divorced because her husband is a sex addict. So we'll be right back. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to the Divorce Girl Smiling podcast where we talk to people thinking of separating, people going through a divorce, people who are dating after divorce. And one thing I do on the show every week is answer a couple of reader emails that I've received. So I picked two out and I'm going to read the first one. So this is a letter I got a few days ago. I am a man struggling with the divorce from his second wife. I found out she got married one month after we got divorced, and prior to that, a week after our divorce, she told me she was getting married in two weeks. How do you process that? And he had an exclamation point. So let's see. What do I want to say to this guy? How do you process that? Uh, First of all, I want to give him a big hug because that is very, very difficult Um, I think it's difficult for anybody when your spouse moves on so quickly and it's very hurtful and it's confusing and you feel like, why is he or she getting a happy ending and I'm not? 
And um, even if you don't even want to be with that person anymore, it feels kind of unfair and unjust. And, you know, just the hurt from the divorce is still there. So you're thinking your spouse doesn't deserve that happiness. So I completely get that. And I, I do feel for this man. I would say my advice to him is to focus on his own life and try not to think about her. Um, I think that I can't judge and say she's rushing into it, but I'm going to judge and say she's rushing into it. Um, Now, that's just my opinion, but and I think that later on she will realize that she hasn't mourned her divorce and that she moved on way too quickly. But who knows? She could end up being blissfully married for 30 years. Now, as far as this guy, how do you process that, he asked me. And my opinion is really, it's after the divorce is final and you've closed that chapter legally in your life, it's time to rebuild and build the right life for you. So if that means focusing on your kids or your job or a hobby or a volunteer project or something you love, you know, it's really time to soul search and say, what do I really want now in this new chapter of my life? What is it? And, and for some people, it takes a really long time to figure out. And I think that a lot of people rush into trying to fall in love and meet someone when really they haven't figured out what it is they want. And um, so that that's really important. And, you know, I think for this guy, he, he will become happy, but he's going to have to try to find out what it is that makes him happy and try not to focus on her life, but rather his own and the life of his kids if he has them. So hope that helps. I'm going to move on to the second question. This comes from a woman who was married for 27 years who is getting divorced. And she writes, I have recently separated from my husband of 27 years. He has a problem with sex addiction and in the last four years has had sex with multiple women. We tried to work it out for the last year and a half, but I just could not come to terms with what he did or his addiction, even though he is the love of my life and my soulmate. He has moved on already, registering himself on a dating website and has gotten close to one woman in particular all in the last seven weeks. I am struggling with how he could move on so quickly. I am nowhere near ready for that, and I'm also struggling with his addiction destroying our marriage and family. I'm trying hard to be positive, but I am in so much pain, sometimes I can't move. I would love to believe that I would be happier out of the marriage, but it just doesn't feel like that right now. Woo, okay, I have so much to say about this. First thing that jumps out at me is that this guy is not the love of her life and her soulmate. No. She thinks he's her soulmate because she's afraid of being without him because after 27 years, I don't blame her. It's scary as hell to think of being alone. But this man, a sex addict, is not the love of her life. There's no way. This woman, I have a feeling, I'm not a palm reader or I don't have a crystal ball, 
But if she really wants to find love, I think that she could meet the love of her life and her soulmate who isn't a sex addict and who's going to be faithful to her. Um, She writes, he has moved on already, registering himself on a dating website. Okay, he moved on when he became a sex addict over the last four years. So he's not moving on now. He moved on while they were still in the marriage. So let's get that straight right here. And she's saying, I'm struggling with how he could move on so quickly, but he moved on while you were still married. I'm sorry. It's harsh reality. I feel terrible saying that, but it's the truth. Um, she says, I'm in so much pain, I can't move. I feel terrible, and I want to give her hugs and tell her that I promise this is the best thing. Okay, I feel it in my gut. It's time for her to move on. It's time for her to accept that her ex-husband has an issue. He's not done playing around. He has an addiction. I believe that's a valid thing. But it's, it's impossible for the relationship to work. She really has to find a way to accept the fact that it's over and move on. She should focus on her kids She should focus on making a life for herself. And I think that she will meet and find love again uh, sooner than she thinks. So as far as the husband, I think his future looks a lot more bleak. And I feel for him because he really has an illness And he seems very confused. And I don't know if he's getting therapy, but he really should try. Um, But big hugs to this woman. I truly hope hope that she finds love someday. Again, I'm fairly confident she will. Just takes a lot of courage to go through with a divorce and accept the past and look for a brighter future. It's not easy, but it's definitely possible. So that's about it. Thank you so much for listening to the Divorce Girl Smiling podcast. Um, I hope everybody has a wonderful day filled with love and life and joy. And uh, please email me at divorcedgirlsmiling at gmail.com if you have any questions or comments or um, you want to tell me what you thought of the podcast. So best wishes, everyone. We'll see you next time.